Hey, hey, Rebels. When you think of a lawyer, what do you think of? Does an image of a shady dude, maybe in a colorful suit, along the lines of Saul Goodman pop into your head? Because it's all good, man. Or do dramatic, tension-filled courtroom scenes where Jack Nicholson is screaming, you can't handle the truth, pop into your head? Or do you picture a laid-back dude who wants to use the law to build relationships? Now that last one, that sounds a little bit nuts, right? The law is used to cover your ass, to protect yourself, your business, and your assets. The law is not used to build relationships. But that is exactly the kind of uprising that Glenn Meyer wants to bring to the legal world and the business world, putting relationships first, or as he states it in his three-word rebellion, people over paper. Glenn is one part lawyer, one part life coach, and one part mediator. And we go into depth about how he plans to revolutionize the old stodgy dog-eat-dog world of the legal industry and put a whole lot more compassion and even love into the law. But before we tell you about his master plans, a bit about Glenn. Glenn Meyer helps business leaders optimize their relationships so they can maximize their impact. His law practice is dedicated to assisting business leaders build, maintain, and restore their relationships with their stakeholders. And he does this by helping people discover and declare their guiding principles that will govern their relationships, and also by developing systems and processes that they can use to successfully engage with conflict and disruption in those relationships. And he does this in settings anywhere from helping business founders craft explicitly value-based relationships, also by providing training and facilitation to organizations to help them engage in their conflict successfully. Glenn's mediation experience includes more than 100 hours of training at the prestigious Strauss Institute for Dispute Resolution at Pepperdine University. The breadth and depth of Glenn's experience is enhanced by the responsiveness and steady demeanor he developed while serving in the U.S. Air Force Judge Advocate General's Department. Yes, he was in JAG. In that role, he participated in many criminal trials, including complex fraud cases and murder trials, developing courtroom skills that were recognized when Glenn was named to a small group of prosecutors assigned to handle serious cases across the United States. And as you listen to today's show, think about what skills, experience, and knowledge that you can bring into your own industry to disrupt the stereotypes and challenge the status quo of that industry? How can you upend your industry? And how can you use that to set you apart? And I'd love to know what aha you had. So find me on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Michelle Mazer and let me know. So enjoy the show because you can totally handle the truth. Welcome 
welcome to the Rebel Rising Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to trailblazing, rule-breaking business owners who want to reach more people, make a bigger impact, and earn more money by growing their business into a movement. And I'm Dr. Michelle Mazur, the instigator and creator of the Three Word Rebellion. Let's do this. Hi, Glenn. Welcome to the Rebel Rising Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. I'm very excited to be here and talk with you and your audience. Yes, yes. You are my favorite lawyer. And you are the lawyer that I talk about all the time because you literally defy expectation about what a lawyer is all about. And I... I'm here for it. <laughs> so with that, why don't you tell us what you're rebelling against? Put pretty simply, I'm rebelling against a legal system that forces everybody who participates in it to treat each other like they're enemies. Plenty of times you get involved in legal situations with somebody and that's the right way to treat the other person like mm-hmm. an enemy because they're kind of treating you like an enemy. Yeah. But What I've found, and I've been doing this work, I should tell you now, for almost 30 years, the legal work, and what I kept finding was that there were people who were, you know, going through the process and getting what the system would say are good results. You know, they were winning their cases, Mm -hmm. but they were still feeling very unsatisfied. And, And one of the prime drivers that I was able to see for that dissatisfaction was that going through whatever dispute resolution process they had to do in the legal system ended up being really, really hard on the relationship at issue. And I had plenty of clients for whom those relationships were really important. And so it was like, yes, here you go. Here, I delivered you a good result in this case. The response was kind of like, well, that's good that we got this result, but I also wasn't really having, expecting to have to pay the price of a broken relationship. You know, relationships are really important and really valuable in business. So if you have a relationship with a supplier that's ongoing for years and then something happens in a legal situation, it ends up fracturing that relationship. And then you have to go out and you have to source a new supplier and you have to start building up trust with them again. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's actually a, a drain on the business to go and do that. So, so that was kind of the problem I really started to see. And, and then I said, I, I want to have a solution for this problem of legal processes that end up hurting important business relationships. And that's so interesting because I think a lot of the times, you know, we approach our contracts as a way to like protect us, right, from the other person that we're in the relationship with. And sometimes that person is really important. They're like our business partner. They're a client. <laughs> they're Yeah, they're a vendor who we're sourcing something from. And you don't think about the relationship ramifications at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually had a very interesting experience kind of early on in this process that really bought what you were talking about into, into kind of sharp relief for me so mm-hmm. that I could see it. So, you know, here's, here's 
kind of the setup for the story, which is that I'd been doing business law for a long time. It's very common to have people come in and ask me to help them prepare a contract. And if, if I could pick one word that was sort of the common thread of what they were looking for in the contract was, you know, protect me. Mm. And it was all about, you know, how are you going to protect me by writing the language of the contract the right way? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very paper focused. You know, the yes. words on the paper are really, really critical. So uh, a few years ago, I was, you know, like I said, I was on this quest for different approaches and I ran across a woman who had developed an approach to contracts that was very collaborative. It was based on coming up with an agreement about shared values between the people who were in the contract. And it was based on coming up with kind of your own proprietary process for how you were going to solve problems when they came up. And I had heard about this, uh, this work that she was doing and it was very interesting to me. And so I reached out and I made contact with her and um, eventually got around to saying, you know, I'd like to study with you and I'd like to learn about this approach. She said, no problem. We'll set it up. Um, You know, we'll have our first session next week and your homework for uh, going into the first session, you know, lawyers were really big on having homework before the first <laughs> class, um, uh-huh. which I suppose tells you a lot about, you know, kind of how our brains work, which is a, a whole nother story. <laughs> um, but anyway, so my homework before this first class was to just let her know what my expectations were about working with her. Oh. And so I, you know, did what any good lawyer does. I got out my trusty yellow legal pad and I got out a pen and I just started writing things down. And the things that I would write down were things like, well, what, you know, language do we use for this part of the agreement? And how do you take this particular paragraph and maybe incorporate it into an existing legal document? And, you know, what are the magic words that we have to make sure go into the contract? And you're, you're probably hearing from me <laughs> that, Right. That that was my mindset at the time. And it was very much and I didn't even realize it at the time, but I was very much on that paper focus. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the relationship or the people at all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so I, I give my list to the woman, you know, here's here's what I expect. And she said, okay, cool. She said, we're going to cover all of that stuff. So I felt good. I was like, okay, good. I, I must have had a lot of right answers. If she uh-huh. said, we're I get an A. All that. <laughs> yes, gold star. I love the gold stars. Um, so she said, yeah, we're going to cover all that stuff. And I feel really good. And she said, and that is going to take us like mm, an hour. <laughs> and then the rest of the time that we're working together is going to be about helping you re-understand what really, what purpose does a contract serve and how can you help people create an agreement between themselves uh, that will help them solve their problems in a way that's mutually beneficial and preserve their relationship. And so now I started seeing, okay, wait, there's this whole other world besides the paper. And it's really what I see. It's the people world. Mm -hmm. Because there's there's an interesting thing about that protection that you get 
in the paper of a legal document. And, and I, I want to be clear, you know, there is protection in there, but it's a very specific kind of protection right? Because it's a protection that is based on you're going to go to somebody outside of your relationship and ask them to punish the other person for doing something wrong. And the idea of, and you know, that punishment, it comes in the form of compensation to you for how you were harmed. So, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of interesting things about that. One is, it's real easy to pick up on that, the mm-hmm. fact that the legal system is not really big on the idea of preventing future harm. No. It is much more focused on, okay, harm has happened, and how are we going to compensate somebody for it? Yes. Ah, so that was, that's interesting. The other thing that was really interesting as I started to think about this more and unpack the difference between people and paper more is that I realized you know, how heavily structured the existing legal system was for a certain kind of relationship. And it's, it's that enemies relationship that yeah. I mentioned before. Yeah, the acrimonious one. Like, we already hate each right. other now. Like, yeah, like, get me, help me get what's mine. Right. And so all of the rules of that system are designed for people who are enemies. Yes. And the the people who operate that system, you know, lawyers like myself who spend a lot of time, like that impacts our mindsets and our mindsets get very much in that, oh, the person on the other side of this case is the enemy and they need to be crushed and destroyed and all of those things that come up when you are really very heavily adversarially focused. So yeah. Then what I started to realize was that <clears throat> when you have those two things that I mentioned before, the, the rules of the process, the process, and the mindset of the people who are running the process, those two things are going to drive the outcomes of the process. Mm-hmm. So when, um, when you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to redress a legal issue I have and I'm going to go into this formal legal system. Well, you're deciding to go into a system that, um, where, where the rules say the other person is the enemy and the thinking of your guide through the process is probably going to be unconsciously dominated by the idea that this is win-lose, uh, crush the enemy uh, kind yes. of endeavor. And, and then that is going to drive you towards results that tend to be results where you have a winner and a loser. And sometimes, you know, it works out so that each side wins a little bit and each side loses a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, sort of a, a compromise. Yeah. But, but nowhere in all of that system was I able to get to the point where you would get to what people would feel like was a win-win. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I bet that kind of leads us to the next question, the change you want to create in the world. Exactly. What is that? Exactly. So really what I'm looking to do is, it's, it's actually I'm really lucky. 
because I don't really have to create anything. These mm-hmm. tools are already out there. Like I mentioned, yeah. I, I found a woman that I studied with about a contracting process. Um, there are in many states across the country, there are formal laws that are passed that give people an option to have collaborative dispute resolution instead of adversarial dispute resolution. So I'm lucky that I don't have to create the tools from the ground up. But what I do have to do and the change that I really have to make, if I, if I want people to have the full access to those legal tools that if they want to be in win-win mode, they can use. And if they want to protect their ongoing relationship, they can use. What I really have to do is I have to let more people know about it and let more yes. people know that it's an option. So yes. I'm trying to, you know, really advance and push for the rise of a um, a collaborative legal system that exists alongside and in harmony with the current system. Mm, yes, and I'm going to do a spoiler. And Glenn's okay. three-word rebellion is people over paper, <laughs> which which I feel is like you're so close to saying so many times. But <laughs> I love that because, I mean, it's so different. And how do you... Like, I'm just curious, like, how do your colleagues perceive you since you're doing something that is so really out there and radically different from everyone else in your industry? Yeah. Um, So that's it. There's a lot of answers to that question. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, let's let's just right off the table say there's a fair number of people around who think I'm a, quote, weird lawyer, unquote. And um, <laughs> you I are, and it, it's in the best way possible. Well, and like, as if if that's uh, if that's the label we want to put on it, that is a label. If, if it's in service of this movement, I will wear that label proudly. Um, <laughs> if that makes me weird, I don't want to be normal. <laughs> I um, I love that. <laughs> now, the the other thing though is that as I start to kind of scratch underneath this. So there's really three groups, right? There's the Mm -hmm. people who think I'm weird. And then there's the people who right away say, oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people who are kind of like, I think that might be weird, or I don't really know what to think about it. Like that's the surface reaction that they Mm -hmm. give me. But then deep down underneath, they're like, wow, that sounds really cool. And that sounds like something I might be interested in being able to bring to my clients. So, yeah, there's a variety of options for how people react to me. Well, I think it's really interesting because something I always talk about in my own work, like whenever you're doing something new, you're going to have people who just like outright reject it and be like, okay, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's never going to work. No, no, no. And you go, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. And then there are the people you say it and they're like, I am in. I'm all in. I'm there for you. Let me know how I can help. And then there's always that third group who who they're skeptical, but underneath when they start thinking about it, hearing more about it, they're like, oh, what if that could work? Mm -hmm. What would my job look like instead of you know, working with people who were at each other's throats, who are enemies that were trying to crush and kill, that we were instead trying to resolve in a win-win way that was actually 
building the relationship or helping the relationship survive. Exactly. And so here's, here's what really excites me about that, what you just said, Mm -hmm. which is that, so, so my focus is in business law and I'm, um, I'm really attracted to business law because I look at business as um, a, a tool for really improving people's lives. Yes. And so, so that, that's what makes me passionate about serving business people, particularly business people who have that focus of, I want to improve other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a group that's getting bigger and bigger, right? You're starting oh, to yeah. see more and more business people stand up and say, hey, how we treat other people, not just our stockholders, but how we treat other people is important. And we've got to treat uh, people in more of a, I'll just keep sticking with this win-win label because that's an Mm -hmm. easy one for people to understand. Yeah. And so what excites me about that is to those people, and, and I actually, I heard this from a client of mine and he really kind of gave me the, uh, the courage to then take this message out and deliver it to other people, mm. which is that if you say that win-win relationships are important to your approach to business, then finding a collaborative lawyer who can assist you is pretty much mandatory. Yes. Right? Because if, if you put yourself in the win-lose system, but you say, I'm going to crank a win-win result out of it, you're just fighting the system. And it's so difficult that those kind of good results, they tend to happen in spite of the system, not because Mm -hmm. of the system. And again, what I'm trying to let people know is, no, 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 no. There is a system out there that actually drives people towards those results that you're talking about. And, you know, if you mean what you say about uh, the importance of uh, your business relationships and how you want them to proceed, then this is really something that you have to explore. Yeah, you don't have a choice. If you want to like walk the talk, then this is the model that you should choose. And then really, it's upon you to spread the word about this because probably the one reason that people aren't choosing it is that they don't know it's an option. I agree with that. And it's, it's I, you know, I think we, we mentioned really quick at the beginning that there's, there's so much of a, of a uh, image that you have, especially in our society, when you think of what's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and, and we get really uh, a lot of preconceptions uh, built up in our heads, you know, based on what we see on L.A. law or the practice or, you know, insert your favorite legal TV show that's on now here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we see that. And so we say, well, that's really what lawyers are all about. And then maybe you have an experience with lawyers and, you know, you, you run across people who are very argumentative and contrarian uh, and, you know, that sort of cements that idea. So I think really the biggest challenge that I have in getting, uh, getting the message across to people is it sort of first has to start with breaking down those, uh, those assumptions about what it means when somebody's a lawyer. 
Yes. And I think that's a big issue for anyone who is in an industry where people think they know what you do, whether that's you're a copywriter or you're a business coach or a life coach or or you do photography, like people have these preconceived notions. So they're like, oh, you're a lawyer. Well, now all of a sudden I'm thinking about Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad. And you're like, (laughs) no, I am not that kind of lawyer. (laughs) In fact, it's totally different. And so how do you get people to bring down those walls and go like, oh, there's a different way to do law. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. So, so one way that, uh, that I've, I've picked to, uh, to kind of help break through that, that mindset that people have is to take something that just seems to have no connection to law whatsoever. Mm. And, and uh, and talk to people about that in a way that shows, no, this is actually, this is what's different about working with a collaborative-based lawyer instead of an adversarial-based lawyer. Yeah. So an example about that is that um, I got asked to uh, talk to a local group here later this week, and I, I uh, sent them a list of some things that I could talk about, and they looked at it, and they said, well, why don't you piss pick this topic. Mm-hmm. And the, the topic was, well, how do you design uh, a meeting that makes people excited to go to it, to feel like it's going to be productive and it's not just going to be a waste of their time? <laughs> and and I, I talked to somebody in the office and I said, yeah, I'm going to do this speaking gig. And they were like, well, what the heck does that have to do with being a lawyer? And I said, well, you know, I'm trying to introduce people to this new kind of law. And, and the way to show how different it is, is to really do something that you wouldn't think has anything to do with the law. So yeah, in a yes. few days, uh, in a few days from uh, when we're recording this, I'm going to be talking to a group of people about how do you design a meeting that really lets everybody who's participating in the meeting bring their best talents to the meeting. What does that have to do with, uh, with the lawyers? Well, a lot of what collaborative lawyers do is kind of guide people through working through their problems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, um, and this is a cool thing about collaborative, is that you also start to get away from, oh, I only can use a lawyer when I have a problem. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, if a lawyer can help us collaborate better, then we can actually do better things um, and, and not even get to the point of having a problem. So, yes. so I, I say, if that's what we're doing, if we're help, helping people work together better, if we're helping people communicate together better, um, if we're helping people you know, follow through on their plans and intentions better, well, a, a meeting is sort of, I call it the fundamental unit of collaboration. You can't collaborate without meeting with people. Uh, And so, (laughs) yeah, so I said, okay, well, here we go. That's how we will introduce people to collaborative law is show show them that a lawyer can give them uh, tips and and tricks on how to work together better and how to have better meetings. And, you know, it was one of those things where at first they were like, so really lawyers, what? Why does this, what? Uh, And by the end, as I'm explaining it, they're like, oh, okay, I see. You're really trying to show that you can do different stuff. And the best way to show that you can do different stuff is to, you know, 
do different stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, do different stuff. And you're really emphasizing the relationship aspect of the law versus, and let's face it, that's going to probably be a way more interesting talk for everyone than if you went and talked about contracts. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's, let's face it, that gets kind of dull. Yes, yes. So one last question for you. Okay. If everyone acted on your message of people over paper, what do you think the world would be like? Uh, You know what? I think this is, this is what I think is so cool about it is not that oh, all of a sudden everybody's going to find out that this is the best way to live and we're all going to get along together better and collaboration is awesome. I mean, all of those things are true, but there are some people who just aren't, you know, going to be with that. Mm -hmm. So what I think, you know, if everybody acted on this message, what would really happen is people would be completely purposeful in how they related to other people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, this is a relationship where maybe there's not a lot of trust built up yet. I have to be really careful. I have to protect myself more. I have to make sure the person's not going to hurt me. Yes. I have to tone down the vulnerability a little bit. Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, okay, now I know here's somebody that I know I've got a level of trust with, I've got history with. We've gone through this process of defining our relationship, which just going through that process of defining their relationship tends to strengthen the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I can be confident in how I act in that relationship. Mm. So really, the, the benefit for everybody would be to be able to, in any given relationship, Act in the way that serves both you and that relationship the best. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Glenn. And let us, yeah, where can everyone find you online? I have a personal website that you can go to, which is the title of the website is the Center for Conscious Business Law. Ooh. And yeah, and you can find that at ConsciousBusinessLaw.com. Awesome. And if you are interested in how you can actually build relationships using the law, I do recommend that you go and check Glenn out. I love that you are disrupting the legal industry and trying to revolutionize how we interact with it. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Michelle. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to The Rebel Rising Podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it valuable, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave us a review, you help more people find the show. For more information on working with me on your three-word rebellion messaging or your keynote speech and speaker marketing, go to drmichellemazur.com. See you next time, Rebel Riser.